Hello and welcome back to another coffee sode of They Don't Teach This in Law School. And because I've chosen this terribly unusual name for these mini episodes, I'm still going to explain it for a little while uh, for future episodes going forward. Just real quick, it's basically an episode that's a length to ha- enjoy over a cup of your favorite coffee. I mean, look, I'm a coffee person. If you're a tea person or you don't drink any of that stuff, good for you. Uh, but I love my coffee. And so I've got my cup of coffee while I'm doing this, and we're going to talk a little bit here about a subject that is particularly important and top of mind for me because I just had discussions over the last few days with several coaching clients about action and what it means to take action and the self-bullying we do, the self-shaming that we do surrounding action. So this really comes from a conversation I had with a wonderful client who uh, focuses primarily on estate planning, and he came to one of our calls, and he was talking about uh, an action item that we had placed on a previous call and how he hadn't done the 100% version of that action item. Instead, he had done maybe a 20% version of that action item. But what's interesting is that in the past, clients like him would oftentimes come to me and maybe just wouldn't have done the action item outright because they're afraid of only doing the small version. And their hope is by doing literally nothing, and maybe they're able to express this, or perhaps this is a subconscious fear of theirs, by doing absolutely nothing, maybe they can sweep it under the rug or they can litigate away the necessity of the action. This is a common phenomenon that happens, obviously, with coaching lawyers with litigation experience, where they may be able to, through some clever mental labyrinth, be able to explain away why they didn't take action. So imagine the difference between a person who is quick to explain away action, which, you know, that's the polite way of you know, making excuses is what we would normally call it, and instead owning up to taking 20% of the action. Which one ultimately is better for your future? Litigating, making excuses, or taking the 20%? We all know that the 20%, moving the ball forward just 20% out of the 100% that you expected is still better than nothing. It's better than the thought pattern, the habit of explaining why nothing has happened, or even better Not even saying that, oh, you know, nothing's happened, but actually explaining why that action that you had committed to do previously was actually the wrong action all along. Sometimes that's actually right. By walking up to the brink of taking action, by giving this moment of discovery for ourselves, we can find out that the path we chose was not the correct path for ourselves. And that's okay. But there is a pattern that can happen where we get so busy with explaining away why something that has not been done that we get away from the power of just doing. We get away from the power of executing, of taking the small steps. And we don't even procrastinate and then take action. We procrastinate ever taking action. We get away from the habit of action. This is one of the first things I will often work to correct with uh, coaching clients when they're with me is how quickly can I get them in the habit of taking action? 
Some are better than others. Some are already in the process of taking action. And one of the earlier objectives for us is how do we explode that? How do we make sure the actions are extremely efficient? But for others, it is just rebuilding the action-taking thought pattern. Not even thought pattern. Obviously, it goes beyond thought, right? It goes into actual tangible change. So let's use, for example, referral marketing. It's something almost every single one of my coaching clients will work on, no matter the level. It doesn't matter if they are a half-million-dollar firm or encroaching on being a five-million-dollar firm. Referrals are going to be part of the program. So when it comes to getting more referrals, there's a default to perfect that many want to hit. They want the perfect referral letter. They want the perfect campaign. They want the perfect newsletter. They want the perfect email or the perfect social media connection. And we all know perfect is the enemy of done. Done is better. And sometimes the first thing that we have to do in improving referral marketing is just figure out how to reach out to one person. Just reach out to one person. I dare you to do that today. Reach out to one person who you've thought might make a good referral partner and just find your in. Find why you would reach out to that person. Hey, I saw that you posted about such and such on LinkedIn. Thought it was really interesting. Uh, would you be interested in a virtual or actual coffee together? That changes the trajectory way more than any thought that you have. I should use a really good, simple example here about the difference between those who are uh, have good intentions and those who act on them. So my neighbor, uh, he, he recently, uh, dealt with a cancer diagnosis. And one day I noticed that his trash can, it had been the day that trash gets picked up and the trash can was still out there later in the evening. So the thought process that goes through my mind in that moment is, hey, it would be really nice if someone were to pull that trash can up for him and he would just come outside and it doesn't matter who gets credit that it just got pulled up, right? That's someone having a good idea. And lots of us have those ideas. The question is, in that moment, do you go and you pull the trash can up? Are you the type of person who has the idea or are you the type of person who has the idea and executes on it? So I walked over and I pulled the trash can up. I recall another morning uh, back when uh, my wife and I were first living together and I overheard outside a ton of dogs barking and it definitely sounded like dogs doing combat. And again, there's that moment that you have of in this moment, am I the type of person who hears this and ignores it? Or am I the type of person who goes outside and tries to help? I went outside and I, I helped. It was probably, it was another uh, apartment, um, I guess condo units. I don't even know what to call them, right? Uh, uh, about 50 yards away, I ran over and there were two dogs just going at it. One of the dogs just didn't want to let go of the other. So I helped hold that dog down. It turned out there was also a third dog because one of the owners owned two dogs. There was a third dog that had run away. So after we got those two settled, I then walked around to help them find the other dog. Fortunately, it was a community that had a gate all around it. We were able to find the dog relatively easily. That was just good luck. So in those moments, are you the person who only has the idea or are you the person who has the idea and does something with it? Or are you the person who hears a great idea and actually executes on it? Now, 
as your firm grows and as you grow as a person, and this is critical because you should always be on the road of personal growth. You should be, as I was just talking with uh, a client a mere 30 minutes ago, you should always be meeting the new version of you. This is one of the great journeys of the entrepreneur, of the leader. It is developing into the new version of you over and over again. It is an exciting journey. And as you become the new version of you, what an action looks like may change. I shouldn't even say may change. It will change. There's a difference between when you're a small operation, you're the person writing the referral letter and getting out the door versus the person who is going to his or her marketing director and saying, this is the marketing letter that we need to create. I need you to write the first draft. I'll review it, give you feedback, and I expect us to get this out the door within the next three weeks. That is a different type of action that we need to grow into. If you aren't used to that being your form of action, chances are you will revert to the, well, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. Instead of the action being, I'm going to get my team to do this and then, most importantly, hold them accountable. My version of action becomes ensuring others take the actions. But where's the gap here? Sometimes what happens is either we hold on to the work ourselves, as I just said, or what we do is we do assign it to someone else, but we don't yet have the other skill set of holding them accountable and setting higher expectations. Instead, we say, yeah, I'm good at, you know, I'm good at delegating. I guess I just don't expect the work to ever get done. And that's a brand new habit. That's a new action taking habit because now we're taking a personal action taking habit and we need to instill it in the rest of the firm. Do I have a firm of action takers? And am I expecting action to be taken? Am I expecting us to conclude our projects or do projects just go on infinitely in this firm? Taking action, big or small, moves us forward. The actions look different as we grow as people and as we grow the practices, but all the same action must be taken. Don't be the person who knows the good idea and does nothing with it. Be the person who continually searches for great ideas. And takes great action with it. This is where success is born. This is where it lives. This is kinetic energy. This is everything that propels great businesses forward. Mark Cuban to become a billionaire doesn't do it just from ideas. He does it from going out and selling. He does it from going out and executing. And now his version of taking action looks very different because he has leverage. But today, start taking action according to where you are at in the journey. A smaller firm, you may personally be taking the action. A firm that's crested seven figures, you're starting to gain a lot of leverage through people in your practice and setting expectations of how they should improve things, not just execute on, but improve things. Then as you have a multi-million dollar firm, truly you are expecting others to take your overall strategic guidance and fill in the tactics that they need to undertake to achieve the outcome you desire. So it might look different from where you were at previously, but everything is about the action that you take, the energy that you take in this world. After all, 
You don't increase your fitness by sitting around and knowing a lot about fitness. You increase your fitness by doing something. There's always a greater reward for the person who shows up and gets it done than the person who seems to know everything about fitness patterns and programs. There's the golf. Those who know versus those who do, those who execute on the great ideas. Be someone who has that habit. That is what I am I am asking you to do. That is what I am demanding of everyone who listens to this. Be an action taker. Build that habit for yourself and never ever be embarrassed to have done just the 20% because you are still farther along than others. Now, I'll still ask you to try and hit your 100% as frequently as possible, right? I wouldn't be a good coach if I didn't. But if you come to me and tell me, I got something done. I moved the ball forward. And that isn't who I used to be. I used to be a person who let it lie at zero. Then I'm so happy to meet that new version of you. And let's keep building on that momentum. And let's make you a 50% person on our journey and making you a 100% person. This is growth. All right, I hope you enjoyed this coffee sode about building a habit of taking action, about being an action taker in this world about kinetic energy, about driving impact through action. And I will see you in the next episode of They Don't Teach This in Law School.